Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Honorable DJ Metal Monkey, and this is episode 139 of the Honorable DJ Metal Monkey radio show. Let's go and get into this. All right, I got casting over today. This motherfucker is in jail for participating. Well, he ain't, he already in jail, but he, he got in trouble for participating in the um, TikTok challenge, which is motherfucking crazy because uh, you in jail. For one, I guess, like, they got so many cell phones in jails and people doing TikTok challenges. For some odd reason, they getting phones in jail and they ain't supposed to have them in there. So, like, if you're doing a TikTok challenge, man, I mean, you got to check your securities, you know, more or whatever like that. Like, let them people get phones. I mean, they're not getting out. I mean, you possibly can create an escape with a cell phone, but they should have something like, I, I don't know, shit, if they got phones, I mean, they got to get in control. It's not his fault he was able to do a TikTok challenge. I mean, why would he be getting in trouble? You know, that's the craziest thing about... uh shit like that, you know, uh, they played the hell out of him with that, getting in trouble, but it's probably just big headlines, probably ain't no real news, um, alright, this week I got, uh, I'm talking about, uh, I got Ebony Gray, Iris Douglas on this, on the, on the show, and that's the next show, you know, we're gonna be talking about, uh, what's really, uh, what's really, what's really, like, What's the laws on these transvestites being able to compete with women in sports? You know, where do we draw the line? Because if, if, if a man right now go hit a woman, then he get a domestic violence charge. But if he get a sex change, he won't get no charge. You know, so like like that that in itself really just rightfully thinking about that, you should just think all of the men that's in jail for beating a woman they should just get a sex charge, sex change, and they get out of jail, right? You know, that's sound about right. I mean, because uh, the UFC fight that just happened, it was very brutal, and we're going to talk about that. I don't want to get too much into that. That's just going over. Uh, this episode 159, I had to do it, you know what I'm saying, because 160, that's going to be it. Um, Man, shoot, y'all might hear this one before. Yeah, y'all going to hear this before the Mike Willie on. <laughs> Yeah, Mike Willie on on uh, hard ass rapper man. Y'all gotta get into his music. He really dope. Uh, you got uh, yeah, he really dope man. Uh, we did a long podcast though, and I started doing long podcasts because it's just it's more uh, to entertaining shit. If you're on a road trip, you don't want to hear nobody do 15 minutes, and then you have to go to another one. Or they ain't got no more podcasts to listen to, you know, and then. All of my podcasts, uh, I'm at 159, but all of them aren't like the shit. I mean, but if you're on a road trip, skim through them. You know what I mean? But I try to give you a variety and I try to give you time. And because the person that's on the show, I'm at, I actually fuck with them. And I want you to get like an in-depth, like instead of some typical uh, shit, like just typical bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like the old school questions you know what i'm saying like just rather get into a conversation y'all can get to know a person better than that all right we got uh the chiefs and the bucks this goddamn super bowl by the time some of you listen to this y'all know the super bowl champion but y'all know i'm going for the buccaneers i'm gonna say it before it's kickoff even happened right now i'm saying it saying it saying it. i'm going for the buccaneers i'm going for the tom brady's and, and, and anthony brown and gronk and i'm going for uh you know it's a lot of players on that team I actually like. Mike Evans. He I remember him as a freshman in college. Yeah. 
I remember we was recruited to uh, Texas A&M, and I was like, that motherfucker right there is cold. He played with Johnny Football. He was cold as a motherfucker. Uh, but, yeah, they got they started to show ABA Antonio Brown in the news and shit. Uh, another little thing they got, because uh, I'm going to go through, like, trendy, hip-hop, shitty, you know, the shit that they doing, the, you know, whatever. Uh, social media uh, in shock over Kodak Black. And his uh, new look and his dramatic weight loss. Well, shit, he got that money from Trump. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, if he didn't get no money from Trump, he only got out of jail. And how would you look if you've been in jail after all of this shit that's been going on? Uh, it's mad rappers done died since he's been in jail. Uh, you know, people, mad people don't went to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, shit, he get out of hell, yeah, he's going to be different. Then he's a character anyway. That's Kodak Black. He's not the... He's not the dopest guy in the media and shit to you, you, you people, but uh, he's Haitian and his, his shit kind of like, it kind of seemed crazy to y'all, or awkward because he's from a different nationality, but the guy's really smart. He's very smart. Um, and hell, he out of jail, shit. He definitely smart. Him and Lil Wayne, shout out to, shout out to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I noticed everybody now these days being, um, uh, uh, they they being on the stocks. It's like now everybody's on the stocks, and I, that's one of the movements that everybody's on bandwagoning, doing all kinds of shit. But I can't say you bandwagoning when it comes to stocks. Like if you just started doing stocks or whatever like that, I man, look, salute, cause like that's playing, that's like in the money game. Like I seen somebody say everybody's a stockbroker the other day on social media, and I said, man. You know, it's going to be a hater for everything that happens. If they do a fucking ice water challenge and everybody think it's fun and he's participating, then you have seven, eight motherfuckers on the side over there mad, just angry, just mad, just hating. I hate ice water. I'd never do the ice water challenge. That's all stupid. I, me, some months ago, post your kids challenge. That's one thing I don't do. I don't post my kids. I used to. So if y'all go a long time ago, y'all see uh, kid pictures of them. But that's it. I ain't posting my kids. Uh, you know, like, I love my kids. I protect my, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want, nah. So, uh, and I don't put my kids in harm's way. So, like, I don't post them and stuff like that. But, you know, I was like, why is people posting the damn kid challenge? <coughs> Shit is ridiculous. So, but, but people post and all of that stuff and don't realize what they're putting. So, he, this guy put, he don't like, uh, I mean, everybody's a fucking uh, stockbroker now and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I hope you're playing stocks because, like, if you're not at this point in time, like, there's so many Americans out of work. And so, I mean, like, yeah, it should be a trend. That should be a trend. The fucking whipping nay-nay dance shouldn't be a fucking trend. I totally agree to that. But that's not me. If if, if I got a bad little kid who, who don't have nothing to do, but then they discover dancing, they like to fucking do the do the newest dance that's out there, man. Guess what? Let them do it. Like, you can't get mad at that. It's always a hater somewhere. But sometimes it's your season to be a hater. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's balance. I get it. I get it. But things like stocks and, uh, I mean, I can see if it's playing lotto. That's a different thing. But you're playing stocks, homie. You know? Bad meme. Bad fucking meme. All right. Um, but, yeah, the consumer watchdog sees uh, surge in Robin Hood complaints. That's what uh, Google said about uh, some of the clients. They claim they can't leave the app. Uh, yeah. 
that's 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 the same thing. I'm happy. I'm happy they said that because I can't leave the fucking app either. I ended up getting. Uh, I try. Look, I tried to leave the app, and somehow I still had like sixteen. Oh, shit, sixteen dollars left. Man, uh, the sixteen dollars that I had left, I was like, okay, fuck it. I just bought some more stocks. So I bought some stocks. And as soon as I bought the motherfuckers, uh, they tried to give me some more free stock. And I'm like, dude, all I wanted to do, I hit deactivate account. And then something was pending. And then I had to try to sell my stock. And then it was pending. So that's why I, when I had the $16 left, in my mind, I was like, fuck this app. Let me just leave the $16. I'm like, no, because with stocks, you can, you can leave $6 on the table or you can get a good symbol and go get you a 60, 60 cent, uh, you know what I mean? Like a 60 cent share of, uh, something. So it's $16 and you get a 60 cent share, man. You got, you do the math, you know what I mean? So that's how it is on there, but it's hard to get off. Google keep blocking the complaints, but your complaint is being heard if you are complaining because shit is really fucking going on on there. Yes. Uh, they got a, uh, the pandemic, um, they got in the earth. Uh, let me see what this is on. They have uh, In the Earth is the best pandemic sci-fi thriller, you know, uh, out. That's what they say, In the Earth. And I wouldn't mind checking it out. Like, it's a, it was about a time that I had started getting into uh, people being manipulated so much to why I didn't want to be thrown in a conspiracy theory category because, you know, if you keep thinking of conspiracies, more conspiracies going to pop up. You know that, right? Like, a lot of people don't understand that. That's how we get so far into metaphysics. We're talking about, you know, like, human cloning. and It's a lot of stuff that is going on, but, like, seriously, you're out of your mind because if you can't find it or put a hand on it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a whole bunch of ideas in your head, and you're going to fucking go crazy, and all you're going to see is conspiracy theory life, and that is a bad place to be. Um... Okay, it says in the earth manages to stand out though. Uh, it says it's about the pandemic and being in the woods and shit. And I see some white people, so white people out there. It's white people in the show, so check it out. It's not on BT. It's on fucking uh, Netflix. <clears throat> Ugh. But yeah, uh, so they don't know what they're gonna do with the stimulus yet. Uh, hopefully by the time y'all heard this the third time, <laughs> it, uh, the stimulus package will be out for everybody in the world. Cause everybody in the world need it, man. Um, because it's just, oh shit. Now I got, I got one for you motherfuckers today in episode 159. Check this out. Former WWE superstar Gabby Tuff comes out as transgender. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 y'all. Yes, by openly by talking openly about her transition on social media in a new podcast. Yes, she do. So y'all check her out. Y'all find it. I don't know what podcast it is, but I'll give y'all a little bit of this. It says uh, former world wrestling entertainment superstar Gabby Tuff said uh, she left the house and walked with her uh, head up high for the first time Thursday after she came out as transgender. She cried when she uh, recalled the moment. I felt so happy, she told ABC News. My hair was in my, uh, my hair was all in my face. I wasn't clenching my um, 
fish or, or hiding my nails. I just felt so amazing. So she, so, so at first her hair was everywhere. She was acting fool, clenching her fish. She felt amazing. Okay, tough officially announced in the news on social media Thursday. In the Instagram photo, she sat along, uh, alongside an image of herself prior to her uh, transition. Whoo, she was looking, she was looking at that body. That motherfucker looking at that body, man. And um, unashamed, unbashedly me, unbashedly me. <laughs> she said, uh, this is a side of me that has hidden in the shadows, afraid and fearful of what the world would think, afraid of what my family, friends, and followers would say or do. I am no longer afraid. I am no longer fearful, she wrote. I can now say this with confidence that I love myself for who I am. And um I'm gonna be quite honest, y'all. Um this shit This shit disturbing, bro. <laughs> like this shit disturbing. I'm telling y'all, this is what episode one sixty gonna be about, man. Me, Iris, Abby is supposed to be on this thing. Um it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild, man. You know, um, this is wild, man. You know, I I didn't think that this would even be a thing <coughs> that big when, when it started out. Is everybody, you know, being transgender or whatever. And I didn't even think it would be like an offensive thing because like <coughs> I've met some transgenders and stuff like that. And whatever you, whatever you want to do, do it, man. Like you're a human being and I'm, I'm going to love that part of you, man. But like when it comes to sex, and shit like that, man. That's like personal preferences. That's totally different. I don't know what the hell going on. And it's weird to me because it's new. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to um, do it. Not going to fucking do it. I don't give a goddamn what's ain't cool and what's cool. But it's it could be cool on somebody else. But uh, I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to... Um, I'm not into dating. I'm not into doing none of that. I... I don't, I'm not even against it, man. It's just, I can't see myself doing that because I was born a man. I'm good with what's going on. Like, at sometimes, if you had $100 million in the bank and somebody came and said, hey, man, you want to make $100? You got to be like, nah, I'm I'm straight, bro. Like, whatever the fucking job is, however, man, it could be so easy to make the $100. It could be way easy. It could be like, kiss, you know, Kiss your mother on the cheek, and you and I and I'll give you a hundred dollars. I would do it, but shit, if I had a hundred million dollars, I probably ain't got the time to do it. And no, I'm straight. I'm not kissing nobody on the cheek for a hundred dollars, and I'm worth a hundred million. You know, and it's the same thing with this transgender thing. Like, I'm okay with being who I am. You know, you understand that? I, and I understand some people aren't. And that's that's just you know we go we gonna unpack that thing man when we when we do that shit, that shit is wild and golly man y'all should see all of the things that's been going on with uh with the UFC and um that and that and the fighting and all of that stuff you know Tom Brady he's the only quarterback to do what he's done so you know back when the Deflate Gate and all of that shit started man. To be honest, okay, they still playing with the football. And then explain this. How in the fuck did he go from the New England Patriots 
to nine Super Bowls with the Patriots and then go all the way to Tampa Bay where it seems like no, they went in 1999 with Keyshawn Johnson, Warren Sapp. Remember that John Lynch, Mike Allstott, all of them dudes? Well, this motherfucker, they, Tampa Bay was not going to, they had Jameis Winston. He was stinking it up over there. That shit stunk. It wasn't even good what he was doing. And I like Jameis. He's straight, but he a big, fat, tall-ass quarterback. And he play like it, you know? You can't sack him. He going to throw the ball far. That's cool. But Tom Brady, that motherfucker came down there. They was 8-8, eight and eight, and now they in the Super Bowl. This is this motherfucker's first year out there. He didn't come. He didn't come to the team. See, my favorite quarterback of all time, Joe Montana, the greatest quarterback until Tom Brady just did this shit. And if he win this Super Bowl, he is the greatest of all time without hands down. Uh, he's 43 years old. Remember Joe Montana went to the Chiefs? Same play. But Brady went to the Buccaneers, went down there to another team. Montana with the Chiefs, he got far in the playoffs, but he did not go to the Super Bowl. After San Francisco, that was the only team he, he went to the Super Bowl with. And he's undefeated in the Super Bowl. He never lost the Super Bowl. Won four. But Brady, this is his 10th fucking Super Bowl. 10th. He's never missed the playoffs. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to get this man his credit. And then with another team that he never didn't practice with. I mean, these guys just got on the field together. And he just came from another team and went to the Super Bowl. Get the hell out of here, man. All right. Anyway, that's what I mean, this shit. Anyway, I can't talk about that much because uh, some of y'all motherfuckers don't like Tom Brady. And I, and, I, and, I, and I dig why you probably don't like him because that motherfucker's a winner. And your ass a loser if you don't like that nigga. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. Uh... What, what y'all president doing, Joe Biden? You know what I'm saying? You ain't black if you ain't voting Biden. He ends deal with Central America restricting asylum. Okay, okay, okay. He withdrawn from, uh, he was, he down there in Honduras. And, um, he have uh, some agreements with uh, three Central American countries that uh, restricted the ability of people to seek as, uh, asylum with the southwest border as a part of a broad effort undo, unto the uh, immigration policies of Donald Trump. Some shit Trump did, basically, man. Um, South America going crazy. I'm a dinner job wanted to bomb us a while back down in Venezuela. He, that, my motherfucker's... I don't know. If I, I don't know who's over uh Venezuela right now. I would look, but I ain't got no fact checker and I ain't fact checking my damn self right now. I'ma just talk. Uh they got they had fucking uh what's his name? I'm a dinner job. He had a whole missile turned towards us last time the Democrats was in. That motherfucker wanted to blow us off the map. All we had to do is send something over there. All we had to do is throw a rock or anything. That motherfucker was gonna try to blow he was going to tear Atlanta up, man. And I'm happy I wasn't in Atlanta yet. <laughs> but, yeah, don't get too caught up in that political shit. I'm telling y'all, we have to live day to day. A lot of this shit is black and white poor people. They're poor black and white people. That's what it is. When you make the poor people fight each other, they won't kill the rich people. 
That's what's going on. Well, some of those poor people done broke through the cracks. They start businesses and they're growing. And, and, and that's what's prob probably getting scary to somebody. I don't know if it's getting scary to nobody because people always say that. Oh, the elites, they're scared. Man, how do, how do I know that? I don't know that. Did the motherfucker wake up and call you and say, hey, we scared? Hey, I'm a rich person. I'm scared. That's what I say about conspiracies. Conspiracies will bring you all kinds of different conversations that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. And then it'll become an ideology. And then we'll have a newspaper article about it five years from now. And no, a hundred years from now, just like Christopher Columbus shit, a hundred years from now, then it will be like legend. And then they'll be like, Oh, they was teaching lies. No, you stupid motherfuckers failed to do the research while you're living. Like now, like somebody clearly, you know, we clearly got all of the info, all of the news. What are we doing? Hmm. Ah, this water was so good. All right. Uh, it says, uh, what are you looking at me like that? You, you got water right here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a water bandit this morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is 2.52 in Atlanta, Georgia. And yes, you are tuning in to the best of the best, the Honorable DJ Metal Monkey, and this is episode 139 of the DJ Honorable Metal Monkey Radio Show. The Honorable DJ Metal Monkey Radio Show. And you know what? I was on Amp. I, I had another distribution company I had to do a uh, commercial for, and in the commercial, in the beginning of the commercial, I said it wrong, and I just left that shit like that. Because you know what? Whether I said it wrong or said it right, you know who I am, and I, I was getting paid for it. Every time the commercial play, you know, um, they got some nice stocks and shit out there that they say buy. Now this, now I'm gonna tell y'all one thing about these stocks that everybody's on these stocks. I just kind of want to give, uh, just kind of tell y'all, man, like these stocks is not what you think. Like you got to study these stocks sometimes because, uh, like they give you a list. You go to a site and you have a guy. He just want to be known as talking about stocks. Some of them don't care about their integrity. They care a little bit. They just lying. They just they just need a fucking blog. Good ass topic. You know what I mean? That's really what it be. Because they got Amazon, Netflix, uh, Nidia uh, Shield, uh, Baidu, and Salesforce. You know what I'm saying? Salesforce.com. And you know, it's like, come on, man. Uh, get those because they're up this. Well, by the time you go to those fucking stocks, dude, they might be down. They might not be up. I don't know. Don't take nobody's advice. Take your own common sense. It is you. Like, you spending your money, investing your money, dude, it's not a game. It's not a race. Like, just get in there and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably rigged anyway, but we all own it. You got access to it. These shows, they talk. And I guess they help you out with stocks, but I'm telling you, go for what you know. Go for your gut. Because being empowered, man, especially when you make the right decision, oh, man, can't nobody tell you nothing. Uh, so, uh, they got, this, this is a lot of crazy stuff. We got, uh, man, I don't even, I'm going to tell y'all something. TMZ is some cool shit, man. Uh... I ain't gonna say shout out to them motherfuckers, man. TMZ some cool shit. But sometimes they be having the most goofiest fucking articles. Goofiest, goofiest of the goofy posts ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, man. That shit whack, man. Um, they got the, uh, 
stimulus for you Negroes. Yes, for you black and white peoples. Look, they got the SBA launches cash grant program for these small businesses. So y'all go ahead and get that because they about to close that shit down. You only got till, uh, I don't know how long you got. I guess a couple of days. Is, I, I don't know. But maybe, don't give yourself two, three weeks or a month. You done. If you want to get that, you might as well get uh, applier, sba.gov now and do it. They do startups, whatever, whatever, whatever. Woman struggles with uh, to return unneeded. Oh, man, shoot. So this lady struggles to return <laughs> the woman struggles to return unneeded unemployment benefits. How crazy is this? What the fuck is going on? The unneeded unemployment. Like, I didn't want it. So, what you, what, what you do with the money? And, uh, my bad, y'all. I was getting ready to share this video with y'all. But, here we go. Last night, we brought you details of Georgians still waiting to get their unemployment benefits. And tonight, we share the opposite. Yeah, one woman says she's been trying to return thousands of dollars to the State Department of Labor after she was mistakenly signed up for unemployment. As Fox News' Eric Perry reports now, she says she hopes to get the money to someone who actually needs it. We hear all the time about people not receiving unemployment benefits. Well, one woman told me she has $20,000 sitting in her unemployment account, but she never signed up for it. So just get it off my back, Eric, help me. Karen Klett is desperately trying to return nearly $20,000 to the Georgia Department of Labor. It really wasn't an overpayment. They just paid me all this money, and it's, I don't want it. Klett currently has a full-time job, but was also working a part-time job at an entertainment venue before the pandemic hit. That part-time employer applied for entertainment video. everybody across the board. That's when the problem started. Klett was shocked when she received an unemployment <laughs> benefit card from the state over the summer. Karen reached out to the Department of Labor to return it and thought the issue had been taken care of. How did she of. get that? Months later, the total grew from $400 in the account to $19,495. Klett refuses to touch the money. There's another issue at hand as well. And now I have, I'm responsible for taxes on it. I need my balance to be zero so that I can file. State officials tell me this issue is an easy fix and happened because the part-time employer listed unemployment help to everyone instead of certifying individuals. As thousands of people say they can't get help, Klett says she's getting too much. To know that they're that I have this money and there are probably other people that do, when they could offer this lifeline to people that are struggling, it just it's so disheartening. Something's got to change. Although this is a very specific case, state officials tell me they are dealing with fraud cases all across the state, including this criminals crazy. for unemployment. So, so they want y'all to pay this taxes on the money. So like a lot of this money, so like basically this lady is, I don't know what her angle is. She's probably just a smart person. I'm quite sure, I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure she's far right. But at the same time, uh, all right, they taxing the money that they're giving out for, you know, just taxing the money, just like you get a paycheck. You know what I mean? They tax it. They're taking tax out. So when you file your taxes, they take the tax out or whatever. You ain't got the tax taken out. They're going to take the tax out. That's pretty much what happens. All right. It's no big surprise, but they sent the lady $20,000. Now, 
Now, what you should do, <laughs> I don't know. According to the situation, they said she worked at NT Video. Man, that was just, that, hey, it is what it is. You sent me $20,000. I'm going to say what? I'm going to pay the taxes on that motherfucker in one lump, and then we're going to ride, man. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Oh, man. She just wanted to get on the news, I swear. I swear. Like, uh, now we got uh, Suzanne Summers, uh, Home and True to Hijacks Makeup Stream Live. Now, she, Suzanne Summers, Home and True to she got a house broke into it. Motherfucker got on live while they was in the house. Man, y'all got to be crazy, man. What times are we living in? What the fuck are we doing, man? This is so crazy. Yeah. Check it out. Somebody, somebody here? Just the frog. I just heard a person. Really? Huh? Are you here? Are you here? I am here. Oh, come here. So crazy. Thank you. Um, maybe Michael can take him down to the bottom of the hill, Alan. Yo, this motherfucker, right, right. the broken Suzanne Summers' house. She's doing a live stream makeup show, and this motherfucker, a home intruder, got in the house, and she on a live stream, and, it, and she—I don't think you should be in here. How'd you get here? Oh, I was just hiking up the hill. I, I seen pictures of this place. Oh, wow, for real, nigga. Man, now, see, that's the difference. Now, they lucky she on live stream. Because I'm just, it ain't no race to do it. But I'm just saying, black folk would have beat your ass. You would have been in the house. All right, we doing a live stream. You would have got killed on live today. I ain't going to lie. You would have got killed on live today. You just walk up in the motherfucking house. And I don't think, that's why I say, it ain't no race. It's just anybody. Because I'm quite sure Suzanne Summers, them, if they went on fucking live, they would have fucked him up. And they probably did get him outside and rough him up pretty good. Because I would. If I was Suzanne Summers' husband. And I know they got security there too. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. I would I would have paid security a, a, a nice sum of money. To put some lumps on his head. And put him back over the hill. Yeah. Yeah. He would've, They would have slapped him in the back of the head. Pointing and saying, where did you come from? Which way did you get here? 
And we'd have been walking all the way back to where he came from, and I'd be slapping him back in the head the whole time. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I, I I know that's it's crazy and scary though, because what if you'd have ran it up with a gun? You know, he had to get smacked up. He would have definitely got smacked up. I would have came back home to Atlanta. I would have tied him up, and I would have sent the booty goons on him. That's what I would have did. I'd have caught, I, I would have put the booty goons on him. That's how you get them niggas. Fuck all that bullshit. You wanna rouse, you wanna tongue wrestle? You wanna be mad? Nigga, I go send them booty goons on your ass. I bet you get right. <laughs> booty goons gonna come get you. Niggas don't want it with booty goons. Booty goons is a different type of fucking thug. Booty goons is coming to get you. They embarrassing you and everything. They're going to totally embarrass your ass. Oh, that water was good. Yeah. I went and got a tablet today. Uh, might as well say that. It's pretty damn straight. Cool. Little thing. I had a tablet in years. Uh, yeah, it's a surf on from Walmart. I actually got to go to Walmart. I was on, in Walmart on MLK. Yes, I was. And I was in there, and I'm waiting on the, the lady to come to electronics. So <sighs> I, I was just running in. I'm going to tell y'all, Walmart is the new mall, and the mall is the new place to get your ass shot at. Seems like, or get robbed. Like, the malls are so bad now. It's, like, so bad. And and I don't know why. It's so wild. And it's not the West End Mall. It's Buckhead. It's Buckhead Malls. It's, like, killings every week. It's been, like, since for a long time in 2020. That's crazy as shit. Man. Uh, Southwest family receives thousands of pounds of free food. Food and protective gear. Now that was sweet, and yeah, and they needed the protective gear too, because a lot of those uh, poor communities. I'm gonna tell y'all another thing. They pushing the narrative that in the African American Latino communities, black and brown communities, it ain't gonna. Uh, we have a higher COVID. I'm gonna tell y'all, we are a smaller people. It's like if you was 13 percent of the population. How in the fuck you going to, you know, like, they the rest of it. They like 80-something percent. So, of course, our numbers seem higher because it's small. It's a smaller group you're gauging. You know what I mean? Because it, it ain't that many of us. The rest of the motherfuckers in jail. So, you know, that's just something. Like, it's not everybody. This COVID thing has kind of gotten out of hand with, with the news. I'm going to... Um, play this uh for y'all can't play that commercial because they ain't paying me shit motherfuckers they try to slide a commercial on your ass every fucking time and i'm not advertising for, what, what i will advertise though is go to djmetalmonkey.info djmetalmonkey.info go there and uh get your merchandise go to my store in a time of crisis. That's the goal for a local nonprofit which this aims to help lower-income families in southwest Atlanta. The group Social Change is set to give away thousands of pounds of food and <laughs> 30,000 pounds of food, 10,000 men. Fox host Portia Bruner shows us why the group is focusing on one particular Atlanta community. 
They're getting ready for a big day of service here on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard in southwest Atlanta. A drive-through food, diaper, and PPE giveaway will get underway Saturday at the co-op called Connect. And Reverend Willie Clyde of Pathway Christian Church says the giveaway will make a huge difference for families in this community. There's a group of people in this community uh, who are still here, who need the services, who don't have food, who don't get food stamps. There's a large homeless community in this neighborhood. I have over 30,000 pounds of food available, over 10,000 pieces of PPE and diapers. Todd Belcor is the executive director of the national nonprofit Social Change. He says members will be ready to start giving away items at noon Saturday. No appointment, no criteria, no ID needed. They just tell us whether they want the items in the front seat, back seat, trunk, and we're coming with gloves and masks, and we provide them the items that we have available. Belcourt says there is a reason why they're targeting this particular community. At the end of the day, even as gentrification comes and swoops in in this community, there's still too many people who are in dire need, and we didn't want to turn our back on those people. Right now, there's such a significant bridge between the trust and the... And salute to that group, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Willie Clyde uh, of Clyde Pathway... Uh, Willie Clyde of Pathway Christian Church. Uh, shout out to them, man. See, that's what I say, you know. Uh, ain't no Christian or nothing like that. I ain't, I ain't Christian, I ain't spiritual, I ain't none of that shit. What I am is uh, a realist, and uh, when people do something like that, that's when you help the people. You know, I don't care what motivated you or the spark to do it or whatever. It was the action that count. Shit like that matters. You know what I mean? Like, help somebody. They, you know how many children they help, how many people they really help. Somebody appreciated that shit, bro. Uh, oh, man. They say, okay, now everybody's getting this vaccine now. And they say, uh, Kemp, uh, the teachers can't move up the vaccine lot. And the thing about it is, why these teachers, see, they put these teachers at risk with these kids. These kids are the carriers. You know what I mean? And, um, it's, it's, it's crazy that these teachers can't get skipped up the line to get the vaccine. You know, if the vaccine is, if it do what it do, then why are you putting them at risk? You know, you know, this is. That, that COVID thing is it's just, it, it's the topic, man. It's like 20 years from now, it's going to be, man, like some legendary shit like Vietnam was, man. I'm telling y'all, like the, like the Holocaust was or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, in modern time. Um, so, okay, let me, uh, let me get, we got this uh, restaurant owner. Because I like to shout out the new restaurants, the new businesses and stuff like that. Because Atlanta, that's why I'm here. I love it. Uh, you should love Atlanta too. Come here and stay here. Uh, LGBTQ restaurant finder finds success and home. Atlanta is that city. That's what she say. So did. Uh, if you don't know, uh, you got, let, let me see. This uh, site's trying to get me to sign in, but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I just want to shout out this person. Uh, if you don't know Michael Scoot Dillard, well, you probably know her vibe. Uh, uh, with several thriving uh, Atlanta restaurants, lounges, cafes, uh, Dillard says the atmosphere is 
what uh, sets her mood and uh, the environment, that the atmosphere, the people. They come to her place, and it's it's a great thing. Well, she came here. She wasn't sure she was going to um, have good food and drinks in the ambience and all the stuff that she got, but she got it. Dillard told the uh, Project Q Atlanta all that uh, all that she's created is an unmatched vibe. She's never had nothing like that. Dillard is 35 years old. A self-made success story. Her, Because uh, I would say LGBTQ, but I'm tired of saying that. These are people, man. Like, why we got to put titles on people? Like, defuck, man. Uh, Dillard is 35. Uh, she's self-made. Her role, uh, she left uh, as a teen mom from Nashville when she came to Atlanta to be an entrepreneur, and it all worked out. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and, and she gives to the community and all of that stuff. So I want y'all to check her spot out. Uh, I want to find out where her spot is because... Uh, I mean, it's dope. And I know, and see, it's not, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see that. Like, even if you trans, like, I got that show coming up, and it's really a big topic, man. <coughs> and if you really a trans or anything, like, I don't care, man. I like you as a human. But, like, I'm not, you can't try to get me to mimic what you're doing. Even if you're a heterosexual, I'm not trying to mimic. It's a lot of sex practices I don't like. I don't get into you know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers getting beaten all that shit. I'm good, man. Shit, what the fuck? My DNA tell me to do something, hit you back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, shit, like, it's different. So, to each his own, not to go there. But the article's trying to go there, and I don't like that. Just say she's a nice woman. She want to be a man. It don't matter. Like, say that. But don't put all of those letters and shit in front of it, or gay, or black, or none of that shit in front of that, man. It don't even matter. Just say a man. Hell, if you was talking about fucking Gary Boozy even, just the dumbest of the dumbest, you know, you wouldn't say that. You'd just say Gary Boozy. Not a white man. What the fuck? Or Soho Karen. That shit's funny, though. It's, it's, about time, it's about time that shit do be said, though. I fuck with Karen. I love the Karen jokes. I know, yeah, hell yeah, it's racist. But goddamn, you know, Emmett Till was lied on and killed. At, at, at eight years old. So I don't give a fuck. Yeah, shit racist. Hell yeah, fuck you, Karen. You know, and that's what it is. Because we, we, I've been seeing that all my life. We've been seeing Karens all our life. Even It'd be old Karens. You get in an elevator with an old white lady, man. Oh, God, that's the most awkward ass shit in the world, man. Either you got to be over aggressive or you just, you know, it's something. Or they want you to, they expect you to be super nice. And, man, get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Diddy accuses Sean John of stealing his image in 25 million lawsuit. Oh my God. Now this motherfucker, Puff Daddy. Oh, Puff Daddy. Yeah, get that money, Puff Daddy. Diddy reportedly entered his second uh, legal battle with Sean John, accusing the brand and its owner, BGBG, for falsely attributing attributing a quote to him to promote a new clothing line in the $25 million lawsuit. All hip-hop reports his co uh, complaint, which was filed in Man Manhattan, that says that Sean John created a new collaborative line with clothing uh, 
that misguided and illegally uh, used it, uh, did his image, likeness and persona without his consent. Oh, that sounds like the music industry, though, Diddy. Did it come to bite you in the boo-hoo? I fucked with you, though, Diddy. But this came back and bit you in the boo-hoo. $25 million lawsuit. Diddy launched Sean John in 1998 and later sold it to Global Brands Group in 2016. He claims that he never endorsed the line, nor did he give Sean John a misguided uh, GBG permission to use his name. However, the company's... Uh, concocted up some quotes to make it appear that it feels connected to the new Sean John uh, X misguided brand. So, man, what you got here is, like, they still trying to sell this product. Uh, Sean John, uh, actually, Puff Daddy actually flipped the company, sold it. He had a company, made it rich, and he sold it, just like he's supposed to. But uh, that company's doing whatever they can do to recoup their money because ain't nobody trying to wear no motherfucking Sean John. And if you got Sean John on, I am looking at you. <laughs> Nobody selling no Sean John because of motherfucking Goodwill. Now it's some Sean John that I do like. Don't don't get me wrong. It's groups out there that wear Sean John, and I know this. It's okay, but I don't wear Sean John, and I, actually I I dress pretty fucked up. But even the cool guys don't wear Sean John, you know. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, that's about it. We got Casanova in jail. We got motherfucking doing this shit, doing that shit. We got political motherfuckers everywhere. Now, now, now for my final fucking, I hate saying final. I don't like leaving you motherfuckers. Will I Am Net Worth American Rapper is worth a whopping sum. Oh, man. They say Will I Am is 45 years old now. That's, ain't that some crazy shit? They make a whole article about this motherfucker's net worth. Yeah. Well, for y'all to know, net worth don't mean shit, but if it do mean anything, well, I am, it's worth $70 million. And I don't get no fuck because I'm worth $70 million less than he is. <laughs> yes, I am. I am. At the time of this recording. Because uh, that's how I do well, this is the Honorable DJ Miller Monkey, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm getting ready to leave a motherfucking banger with you guys. Y'all gonna ride out to some of this cocaine mummies. <laughs> All right, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Check out uh, episode 158. Well, uh, uh, shit. Check out episode 158 with Mike Willion. Yes, yes. God, so many episodes, man. I'm so happy. So happy, so happy, so happy. So keep going, keep pushing, y'all, man. Keep pushing. Whatever you're doing, keep doing more because you get more shit done. <laughs> it really ain't no advice to success. Everybody, you could just listen to a bunch of quotes, a bunch of ideologies, put that shit together yourself, though. Extraordinary discovery. Inside several 3,000-year-old Egyptian mummies, they find what appears to be evidence of a hardcore narcotic not present in Egypt until the late 19th century. Outrageous hoax? Or is the impossible?
And my take, keep it on him, he done drop, niggas And Trigger baby Wiley, he some hot, nigga Tone only get busy with the clocks, nigga Try to run down and you can catch a shot, nigga Slips in, knocking down the strip on the road Stomping up, slamming at that door Eating for you, your mama and your cups too Knocking down the strip on the road Stomach up, slamming, and let's go. Uh, back in the day when I was younger, hunger, looking to fill me belly with that rallies. Bullshit, bullshit, off like it was supposed to be cool. Full of the tick, I was stone like them white boys. Smoking them white ducks before them blunts got croaked. Chunky asses, passes getting thrown like Hail Marys, and they looking like Halle Berry. So, so fine, intertwined. But we ain't sipping wine, we just chilling. I'm the rabbit villain, and I'm so high, smoking freely. Me, Lil B, we moaning sugar, and my little brother, James. Thanks, take them the hood where I live at. Them rats know, Mama, I want you sing, but Mama, I want you trick, trick. And Mama, I'm sucking dicks now. The Jimi Hendrix experience is over. The acid rock musician died today in a London hospital, apparently from an overdose of drugs. During his short career, Hendrix flailed his <clears throat> electric guitar into some of the most unusual sounds of an unusual music. Alexander Wayne, bitch, I came from Providence. Got a plug, bring that shit right from Providence. Kill a op, now my boys wanna hibernate. Psych, nah, they back on it the next day. Reason he died, cause that boy gon' hesitate. Nigga, you started this shit, I'm just like, I suck on my dick to that bitch and regurgitate. She telling you that she never even heard of me. I can't trust none of these niggas, might turn on me. I'm still a man, or this shit not hurting me. But it's hurting you. Shout out to Donald Sterling, boy, let's get a scrimmage and cut some niggas. I bring the Clippers and a couple owners, that's kind of German. You bring the nooses and a couple trees where the money growing, get bodies burning. Cause I'm trying to hang like I'm Mr. Cooper or Jews in Berlin. Or some niggas from Alabama, Birmingham, I knew music's all over the street. So leave a dope-ass message and a representative will get back with you, okay? Now don't forget to support our music, motherfucker. Yeah.